What does the cleaning industry really talk about? Beyond Clean with Ace is a podcast to explore just that. Now in its sixth season, Beyond Clean with Ace has hosted hundreds of influencers from around the globe. Listen to people who are excited about providing healthy, positive, and proactive information. Share their experiences, passions, and helpful tips. Now let's join our host, Dave Thompson, Director for the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, as he speaks with yet another leading influencer from our industry. Good afternoon, everyone out there in podcast land. Yes, this is Dave Thompson. I am your host of Beyond Clean with Ace. We are live on Podbean Live this afternoon. Yep, you got it right. It's an afternoon taping of our Monday show. So we change it up on you a little bit. Uh, Not on the morning on a Monday. It's an afternoon. And, you know, this afternoon, you know what? It's it's not going to be about cleaning. Aha, got you on that one. Usually we talk about cleaning, but this is why it's called Beyond Clean, because we don't always talk about cleaning. Now, while we're broadcasting here from Orlando and, you know, Jim Supply, our sponsor, um, I'm going to talk this afternoon with Sabrina Ozo. She's with Ozo Safe, and it says here, our mission is to make your home, office, and school free from violence. Sabrina, if technology is working with me, I hope I'm not talking to myself this afternoon. No, no, not at all. I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Good deal. So talk to us about OsoSafe and why are we talking about violence in the workplace today? Well, it is a very important issue and unfortunately it is... uh, it's it's fairly common. Uh, I would say in varying degrees, everything from verbal to physical to even sexual abuse, uh, sexual harassment, and and in line with your show, I would say to we need to keep things safe. Uh, and and a good way to look at that is to keep it clean. Uh, it's just a, kind of another way, another way to say safe. Um, and I, I mean, just some statistics, every year in the United States alone, there's about 2 million incidents of workplace violence that occurs. That comes out to be about 33,000 per week. And of those 17 result in a murder. Uh, we make it a point at also safe to really bring this issue to light and in order to make your workplaces safe your homes must be safe first and we could talk about that a little bit later in the interview but just to give a little a little summation of of that our workplaces it, it's important to have our workplaces safe safe from abuse safe from bullying safe from any sort of verbal, physical, sexual abuse, sexual harassment, because you go to work to, to do, to make a living, to interact with other people, do your job, uh, learn, uh, as well as, uh, teach and learn, you know, so it, it has no place for abuse, violence, chaos, dysfunction. So I hope I answer the question. You know, I think, Sabrina, you know, we think about this. The pandemic has kept us at home a lot more. The workplace, as we're getting back to it, might be a little bit more stressed when we go because the home environment was more stressed. 
Yes, yes. Uh, our homes, ever since COVID, and now we are in our approaching third year uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, with COVID. I mean, it started in March of 2020 officially. So we're approaching our third year with this. And yes, our homes have become our workplaces. And if we have children in any capacity, uh, our schools, really. So so now our homes have become multifunctional, if you will. Um, and I have to say with COVID, if you had violence before, abuse, uh, um chaos dysfunction well <laughs> now you can't ex- escape right not as easily or you, you would go to work you would stretch it out you would go to school and stretch it out maybe hang out with a friend a little longer maybe um be in the workplace a little longer because you want to prolong going home because home is a war zone and that should not be the norm the norm should be that you do want to go home, that your home is your sanctuary, that your home is a good place. So, so COVID has definitely raised all of these questions and really shed a light on, wow, we really need to make our home safe. Uh, it, it all starts there, especially if now our homes are our workplaces and our schools, if you will, our places of learning, if you will. I hope I answered the question. That, that's, you know, Sabrina, that's exactly what my mind was thinking. You know, our, our workplace and our school is not just home sweet home anymore. It's everything. Um, and, you know, it doesn't seem, as you said, in the third year, we're, we're still go, going through it in some way, shape or form. Uh, here in the U.S. and around the world as well. Um, You know, we used to think about that drive home from work was a time where I could, you know, relax, de-stress, leave work behind, not carry it back to home. And then it was the other way around, too. That's changed as well. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, Right, because there are... uh, I mean, I could go on and on with statistics. Uh, well, please of, do. Please do. Yes. Uh, one out of three women will be beaten or raped in a lifetime. One out of uh, three young people will be in an abusive relationship. One out of seven men is abused. 15 million children witness violence in their own homes each and every year. Uh, about 324,000 pregnant women go into the emergency room, not for pregnant-related issues, but for abuse-related injuries. 85% of all spouse murderers are male. 80% of all runaways come from violent homes. Um, The annual cost of lost productivity due to home violence is estimated to be about seven hundred and twenty-eight million dollars with over eight million paid work days lost per year uh i could go on and on with statistics um well those are all the negative statistics so let's 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 focus on what are we doing uh are there statistics about those people that are well i would say doing the right thing um and, and what are we doing yes uh well I know for us, 
oh so safe my, my company i never and, and we respect all of the charities and the nonprofits that do tackle domestic violence we we lean away from even that word uh, do, those words domestic violence mm. we prefer to say home violence because it's more inclusive and it, it kind of takes away the stigma that this is a woman's problem and that all of the victims are female neither one of those is true Correct. uh there are male victims out there in oh, fact yes. a lot of them don't even want to come out and say that there's a problem because of the stigma that man up what's the matter with you what do you mean she she t- attacks you you're you're 5 foot 9 and she's 5 foot 2 and and all of that so we well, have well it's not it, you know sabrina it's not on it's not only that but you know hey live right here on the air i'm going to tell you i was you know a product of an abusive uh home life uh, you know we oh. we had to deal with that and it was just us two boys and i can guarantee you there was a positive influence on my life or we wouldn't be having these conversations today right right and i i applaud you for saying that because other men will listen to that and say wow if dave dave could say it then i could say it you know as a as a young man as an older man as a well, whatever your sexual orientation yeah. is your your financial background your ethnicity it doesn't matter so uh, these are all a uh, I applaud you for 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 saying that. Um we have developed to keep it positive and we are positive. I I won't I don't want to come across in any way shape or form to your audience to your uh to anyone that's listening that oh it's hopeless this is horrible. <laughs> right. Absolutely not. We are no. very positive. We are very empowering, very encouraging. Um we have developed products and services and we focus on the home uh something that we are introducing into the real estate industry is the our oso safe certifications and and we're saying look uh we we are focusing on the landlord tenant portion of the industry but we want this to propagate over all residency and we're saying look uh Mr. and Miss landlord hire us we'll get your property oso safe certified what does that mean you purchase the oso safe home sweet home package it consists of a policy a seminar an app and therapists assigned to the property so basically just to give a brief overview of this package the policy basically states i as a landlord i promise to provide you a safe space for you to live you in turn is my tenant you promise to not act in any way shape or form abusively otherwise you the abuser only gets immediately evicted from the premises and we go into full knowledge knowing that that would be the consequences so there's no surprises You want to live here? Great. We offer all of these amenities, we offer all of these perks, but you're going to be held to a higher regard, a higher standard because you're in an oso safe certified property. So the in other words, that be- before they can rent there, before they can have residency there, they've got to sign in on this. It would be like, you know, you're adopting an HOA contract to be able to be in a certain uh, community then, right? correct correct and we and we also though we say look if you're already in the building 
we, we are saying that's fine for the duration of the remainder of your lease, if you will, or your mortgage or your whatever your circumstances are. Let's keep it simple. Let's say your lease. Mm -hmm. Then we will do an exchange of consideration. You could either become also safe certified for the remainder of your lease or you wait and then you can you make a decision now that your lease is up you are required if you want to stay in the property to become also safe certified because this this will mitigate liability maintain property reputation you are held to a higher regard a higher standard if you will um, the second component of the of the packages we educate everybody new and existing tenants on facts statistics warning signs definitions of abuse the difference between abuse and discipline just to name a few items so that way you can say oh i didn't know that pulling my spouse's hair constitutes abuse now you know you know yeah, right? you, know, you, would, you would you would think that some things sabrina would be things that people would just you know i don't want to say common sense folks because right we we know those terms words don't go together oh by the way uh folks i want to do tell you before we go any further we are live on podbean live and so any of you folks that come on to the show live uh yeah, we have a chat a room that you can chat with me i'm watching that as Sabrina's talking. And if you have something that you want to join in on our live conversation and say, just put it in the chat and who knows, I may uh, hit the button and have you live on the air with Sabrina. You know, I think it's interesting, Sabrina, as you say this, you know, in my 50 year career in the cleaning industry, I've done a lot of residential buildings, uh, you know, as far as commercial cleaning. And I, I like when you said keeping it clean. And I think this is interesting as you're talking about certifying a building and a facility and an area. You know, we have these buildings and these communities behind, uh, you know, we're down here in Orlando right now. And I was just this morning, I'm like, communities that are gated, you can't get in. Um, and you do, you think about a safe community, but yet there's violence in there. Yes, yes, right. It, and that's what we focus on. It's, it's not just, okay, great, you, you're protecting your, your residents from the outside. But what about the inside? Mm -hmm. What about, uh, I mean, I, I'm a, uh, a survivor of violence. My father beat my mother on a regular basis and my mother would beat me. So, mm -hmm. I, and I've had Right. I mean, I've had years of therapy to be comfortable enough to say that. And it's, I know that if, if we had um, my products and services growing up, my father would not have gotten away with half the things he got away mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. So this is making residency safe. It's good for business. It's good for the workplace. It's good for children. It's good for just even to be around your neighbors. Like I, I, I know growing up, it, it provide it, it it gave a lot of distress to the neighbors knowing that police would show up at my residence because my father would be my mother and police would show up. And, and it, it just causes a lot of upset. And for what? So our mm -hmm. oh so safe home sweet home package, it, it will diminish all of that. And we are preventative versus waiting for an episode of violence to occur. This is what differentiates us from a lot of other 
uh, uh, entities, if you will. And, and, and you, know, you know, as you say that, one of the words on our show here, don't know if you know our three words, but it's healthy, positive, and proactive. I like what you're saying here because if we don't proactively or preventively do something, this is what happens. And as you said, you know, one abuse from one spouse to another usually leads from that other spouse then abusing the children. And then what happens is later on, now they're in the workplace and that's all they know. And so their whole style of being in the workforce is abusive. Yes. Not just from physically, but mentally as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad you made that point because everything starts in the home. And as children, if you're in that environment, well, you're, you, the chances of you becoming a future victim or a future abuser or both are so high. Mm -hmm. And then you bring that into the workplace. You bring that into your relationships. You bring that into your friendships. It all seeps one into the other. There's no mutual exclusion here. So I know for myself, I, I always thought that like you have to handle things because I would see my father uh, like you have to yell and scream and you have to cause chaos. And that's just not the truth. You could solve problems, especially in the workplace, by being professional, by being in a calm, rational, logical manner. And But because you're programmed, it, because if you grew up with violence, you think that well, that's how I have to be. I have to be loud and I have to be difficult and I have to cause chaos. And it's, it's, it's unlearning all of the bad stuff. And the way to do that is through therapy. A, a lot of it has to do with therapy and not having shame behind it. And as we say at Oh So Safe, there's no shame in getting help. The shame is in not getting help. And we stress this in the workplace that Look, if you grew up, if you're if you're in a in a violent uh, 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 environment at home, it's going to affect your work. You're not going to be able to focus. You're not going to be able to do your best work if you're being distracted by a stalker, and that stalker is a husband, an ex-husband, a wife, an ex-wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend. How oh, yeah. can you do your best work? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you see this and you hear this uh, from time to time. Uh, and, and, hey, my wife and I have talked about this. She used to work with uh, uh, special ed students in the high school. And she said, there's nothing worse than a mother that needs to take out her frustrations and fathers at work. And she was dealing with, you know, these special needs kids. And they just got it because they were just – they were – so, you know, you, you look at this, the kids come home from school. Now they've got to deal with the wrath of, um, and usually that's going to be mom that's going to be at home. And I, I think uh, Brianna here is on the line with us, and she says here, we didn't realize how it affects us until we were adults. So I question this. There's a, a new generation coming into the workplace. How are they dealing with this? Right. Uh well, I have to say the we do have more awareness. Uh, we definitely do have more aware awareness. But the what's happening is that the the internet 
Um, it's, it's good in a lot of ways, but in, in, in some ways, and, and you're chuckling and I know why you're chuckling, uh, it's not good. And it, it actually is increasing the violence because of, and I, I want to touch upon this because this definitely relates to the workplace. Pornography is a big driver of violence, huge, enormous, um, 88.2% of pornography is physical aggression towards women. And, and there are policies in the workplace where they say, okay, you cannot have this type of material in the workplace. However, it does sneak in there and it affects your, your, your workplace, your workers. Uh, it's a huge distraction. Uh, and then you kind, you're left with all of these images that are disturbing, uh, that are very, they're violent by far. And we're not talking about sexual freedom. We're all for sexual freedom at Oh So Safe. But pornography is a big driver of violence. And it needs to be said, like our schools, uh, schools are, I hate to say this, but it, it, just look around. Look at any uh, um, social media. Schools are breeding grounds for sex trafficking, for school shootings. Uh, and these poor students, they go home to hell. Um, as I said, 15 million children witness violence in their own homes each and every year. And we do workshops geared towards teaching boys and teaching girls that you do not be submissive. You do not enter into a relationship where you are violent to, to that person. And it has to be taught at a young age. Uh, I'm talking pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. And I could tell you as young children, if you're, if you are in that environment, you already are learning bad things. Mm -hmm. If you're mm -hmm. seeing dad beat up mom or mom beat up dad, and these are the formative years from zero to six years old, these poor children are, are learning a lot of mis, uh, miscommunication. Like, wait a minute, at school, I, I'm, I'm being taught to share. I'm being taught to not be violent and to be kind, and there's no bullying. But if dad is beating up mom or mom is beating up dad or i'm getting attacked as a child well mm -hmm. there's a lot of miss uh it's it's um it's like mixed messages like wait a minute at school i'm learning one thing and at home i'm learning another so this is why at oh so safe we we make the connection we 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 teach people you have to make the necessary link you want your school safe you want your workplaces safe. It all starts in the home. Uh, I, we cannot stress that enough. There has to be, and, and I like what you're saying that you're doing there at Oso, you know, because, you, you know, it, it's, we've got a granddaughter, 13 years old, mm -hmm. and she's texting my wife on the bus ride to school. She's texting her from the playground. She texts her during lunch, and I'm like, wait a minute, hold it. Why are you texting our granddaughter in another state all the day long while she's supposed to be at school? Well, and, and, and this goes to some of what you're talking about. It's because she says that's her positive influence. I, I keep saying positive things. We're talking about uplifting things. 
and I and I hear that, Sabrina. But there's another side of me that says, "Wait a minute! They're supposed to be at school learning. They're supposed to be in you know in a different environment. You shouldn't. She shouldn't be on the phone with you." But the other side, I gotta say, Sabrina is like, I'm I'm glad that my wife's given her the positive reinforcement all day long because my wife and I, this is the way we live, positive all the time. Uh, we don't have fights. We have discussions, and those don't get heated. And she grew up with us in those early years you're talking about, learning that. And that's why she still relies on us for that, because her home environment's not that way. But, you know, not, not all kids have that positive reinforcing outlet like that. Um, are we doing her wrong or doing her right by texting her during the day? I think you're doing great. I think that is so great. And it sounds like from what you're saying, she texts uh, texts uh, before school, during recess, after school, maybe they have a break. It's not like it's not like the text messaging is happening during language arts or gym or science or uh, um, biology or calculus or whatever it is that she's studying. And uh, I think that is so great, and and I'm so glad you bring that up. If her home environment is is not positive, it, that it's it's uh, conflicting, or that there's abuse going on, or it's chaotic, you and your wife, you make sure you text her as much as possible because that'll get her through the day, and it's and it's encouraging. And I'm so glad that you are not cut off from her life. It, that you're a positive force because abusive parents, and I don't know what the situation is, but uh, like, oh, uh, no, I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. It's not a physical abuse. It's not a physical abuse. It's a situation and a, and a mental uh, situation. Um, okay. And I don't okay. want to, I don't want to mislead anybody listening uh, because I can guarantee you uh, if it was physical, I wouldn't be putting up with it. I'd be involved. We were, we were involved in her early days and, uh, if that were the case, I can guarantee you it wouldn't be happening. So this is this is more supportive. This is more because, of, like you said, the chaos that's happening uh, because she can't go home to get away from. Or if something happens at school at home, it's just more magnified. And I think this is what we're talking about right. today. People do need that outlet where they can feel comfortable. And, 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 you know, I'm not a counselor. You know, my wife's not a counselor. Uh, we just have a lot of years of experience dealing with exactly the same situations from both sides. And I think this is where a lot of people don't have that and nobody is giving them that. So, you know, I like to focus on the kids. Um, I'm not saying that I'm leaving the adults out of all this, but you know, that that's the new generation that's going to – well, as you said, it just continues. One leads to another to another. And this is why we have the statistics you mentioned. Right, right. I I think it's great that, that you and, and your wife are are involved in her life and 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 that you, you text and that you speak to her. And I wasn't alluding anything, you know, I, I just like to throw it out there. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to talk about it, whatever it is, if it's mental, uh, distress, uh, verbal, uh, uh, emotional, whatever it is. Um, and, and yeah, abuse comes in many forms. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be where somebody's touching you or beating you or pulling your hair or kicking you. 
it could be verbal. It could be uh, where you're, you're not um, supported on an emotional level. And kids need that. They need that by far. And I'm hoping that your, your granddaughter has good friends around her where she goes over their houses and she sees like, oh, wow, this is how it's... Um, not everybody has a home like mine, like where there's positivity and it's like my grandma and grandpa. And this is how I want to be when I get older. So I think it's great. And I really think it's important for kids to have cell phones at school. And yes, it has to be where they're not abusing it. They have to be learning. It mm -hmm. can't be a distraction. They mm -hmm. can't be on social media with their friends at school because you are with your friends physically at school. Why are you try? Why are you connecting with them on social media when you're right there? Um, however, uh, if they're, they could do it before school, during recess, after school, whenever they have a break, because I got to say with all the school shootings and the sex trafficking that happens at school, you want your kid to have a cell phone. That way they can call for help right away. They could text and say, oh my gosh, somebody just entered the school. And that way it, it's out there and the report reporters and police and, 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 and security could come in. Uh, I'm definitely a, a, a proponent to have kids with their cell phones um and, and yeah, you yeah. have a you know i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> yeah you know that that's really that's kind of one of the places where I, I i have two sides of my brain that fights with each other i i really just think they need to, to focus on the school but as you said sure. there's so many other things and so i'm always on my wife about because she does most of texting with her uh, although I'm in the background putting my two cents, <laughs> she's the one actually doing it. So she, you know, the granddaughter not getting it from both of us. But you know, I always tell her, I said, make sure she's not in class because I don't want to disrupt her from that class time, and make sure she's. And so from time to time, there has been the FaceTime from the playground, and I said, okay, just a little bit of that because that's where she's at. She needs that time with them. But, you know, right. I'm also thinking about what happens to the young workforce that has left the school environment. I'm getting ready to work with uh, some students from uh, that are just out of uh, trade school. You know, they're in their mid-20s coming into what I would call the full-blown workforce. Um, they're bringing these issues with them in some way. You know, I'm thinking employers and, you know, people that are, are, are uh, uh, taking the applications and stuff, there's a whole nother segment to this now that they have to, well, think about. HR is altogether different. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, respect must be practiced. Young, uh, at a young age, throughout your life and if you're living in an environment where it's uh violent abusive chaotic dysfunctional well it's easy to fall into the trap of well i saw my dad do this and i saw my mom do this or my stepmom or my stepdad or whatever your 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 living environment is so um we are big proponents as i mentioned and it's worth mentioning again of therapy 
So I would say therapy, and we make, this is a part of the Oso Safe Home Sweet Home package. We make therapy a, a, one of the components of the package. So every month you are required to check in with your therapist and it's just a part of your rent. And we're hoping that this will become a part of your mortgage, a part of your residency, if you will, whether you rent, whether you own, whether you have a mortgage or not. And I feel like this will go a long way for young people, for students, for children, for everybody in your household, because now you have an advocate really where you could call upon like, wow, you know, I'm having trouble at school, I'm, I'm dealing with a bully, um, and a therapist could help you through this versus waiting for an episode to happen. This is all on the preventative side. And as students going into the workforce, we say, don't be ashamed to ask for help. There is no way, especially with COVID, people, uh, I think I think there was a, um, there was a, a statistic that, there are 5 million people that have uh, passed away um, in, due to COVID. Uh, so so in, in the United States, if I have that statistic correct, so everybody's dealing with death or a sickness. Mm -hmm. uh, and that poses a lot of stress in the family unit. You could oh, be yeah. single and you could know maybe someone, a friend that has lost someone to COVID. I, I think it was at 650 mil, uh, um, I'm sorry, 650,000 deaths. 5 million of those of people are dealing with a death in their family due to COVID. So now we're at what, eight, 850,000 deaths in the United States. So we want to say to the workforce, to the young, young people, don't be ashamed to get help, get a therapist, whether it be a uh, better help, um, there's so many, there's so many outlets out there, whether it be on the phone or by text or in person, get help. Even if you go once a month, if you go a couple of times a month, if you have to go a couple of times a week, it'll go a long way. Um, if it wasn't for therapy, I would not be here today. I'm speaking from personal, personal and professional experience. So I want to say that to your audience to um, everyone that's listening, do not be ashamed. Um, there is so many, uh, uh, um, get the help that you need. Uh, um, it will go a long way, especially young people. Um, they're, and they're dealing with so many things. Like I said, uh, sex trafficking, school shooters, COVID, a death in the family, a sickness in the family. Um, and if you're going through violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction, oh my gosh, please, please. Uh, and and we're, we are striving to make this a standard, uh, um, a standard as far as your residency. So that way it takes away, uh, it takes away, oh, where am I going to find a therapist? Well, they're assigned to the property. They're, they're assigned and you could call upon them at any time. Uh, and I think this will be, this will be helpful in residency period. So I'm thinking of a couple of different things here because, you know, I'm uh, the director here at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence and we have students from uh, 
all over Florida and all, all, all across the country come here from time to time before COVID. And we'll, we'll get back to those in-person classes again. But, um, and this has been about three years ago, we had a master's class. It's about uh, four days long. And uh, this gal had been here, a young lady, I would say in her mid-20s, uh, learning from us. And at the end of the class, everybody was gone. She was the last one. And she came over to me and started crying. And I really wasn't prepared for that, Sabrina. You know, I was like, okay, where did this come from? You know, I guess during class, she had felt that I mean, because you're spent eight hours a day for four days, you, there's some connections, especially since you're talking about the same subject that everybody's passionate about. Obviously, yeah. something was wrong. I asked her what it was. Uh, she had an abusive situation. I think employers will find this if, in fact, they're uh, listening. And I think that's what she felt. My situation, however, was is I'm not qualified, and neither did it was my not my position. But I think this is where employers need to have a an outlet uh, like this. And I think what's interesting as you're talking about this, I'm wondering in my head, is there a you know, we, we all have insurance. You know, a company has insurances for things. Is there a program for a business to have at their fingertips, you know, this counselor or this to have where they can send people like this, this gal uh, that needs help beyond their capabilities. And are those businesses being instructed in uh, how to make use of those situations or those, those avenues? Yes. Well, I, I want to say, first off, the fact that she opened up to you is a testament that you made her feel comfortable enough to vent, to get this mm -hmm. out, and that she was crying and that so you're doing the right thing, whether you were prepared or not. Regardless, <laughs> she she felt um, safe with you to vent. And that's really amazing i have to say because you, you're obviously doing the right things that you even though you're not uh, you don't have a degree in 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 therapy or in counseling or in psychology but she felt connected to you enough to and safe enough to say i need to talk to somebody uh professor dave thompson is here <laughs> and i i really feel like i could talk to him so I want to say whatever it is that you're doing, keep doing it because it's working. You don't have to have a degree in order to be of use to someone who is going through violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction. We at Also Safe, we say we have degreed experts and non-degreed experts. But at the, at the end of the day, you're an expert. So I'm not degreed in psychology. I'm not degreed in mental therapy, but I feel that because of where I came from and everything that I went through and all the therapy that I've had, uh, I consider myself a non-degreed expert in this space. Um, and you obviously, you relate very well to students. 
the fact that, she, like I said, th that is huge, Dave. I, I have to say that is huge. And, and just you listening to her is also uh, uh, what victims need, whether they are past victims, current victims, or about to be victims. Mm. They need someone to listen to. You could have all the degrees in the world, but if you're not personable and if you're not willing to listen um it's really uh uh it's almost sabotage it's not what the person needs the person needs to to be listened to to be heard and to just really offer to say uh i bet some of the things that you told her was you're not alone it's not your fault things will get better and that's what they need to hear um so uh, as far as the workplace, um, we offer seminars for workplaces to uh, how to handle these situations. What are the warning signs? What do you do? The do's and don'ts. Do you get involved? Do you keep quiet? Who do you direct them to? Um, so so we, we provide that at, uh, for, for workplaces. Um, and I have to say, the this is indeed a practice so don't think that you have to be degreed or that you have to be um that, that that you you have to know all the big terms and everything you you are proof that you don't need to be degreed and i'm not trying to put down by any means anyone that's degreed in this field uh, i'm not I, i'm that is not my intent that is not the oh so safe intent at all but but to be empowering and encouraging and positive right from where you are, um, uh, you could definitely be of service and help people out. Uh, like I said, knowing the warning signs in the workplace is very important. For example, um, two examples that I like to give. If someone comes into the workplace and they have sunglasses on and they're insisting on having those sunglasses in the workplace, chances are, yes, they, they, they don't want, maybe they had an eye procedure and they have to block the sun. It's very mm -hmm. sensitive, but chances mm -hmm. are they're covering a black eye. If it is warm outside, but, and they're wearing long sleeve, long sleeves. Yes. It's, it's cold inside. There's air conditioning, so on and so forth. However, they could be covering up baseball bat wounds. They could be covering up cuts. They could be covering up bruises. So our advice, something just to give you something for your listeners right away, keep asking. They're going to be very, uh, no, everything is fine. Everything is fine. And walk away. Keep asking and you want to and you want to come across as look i'm here for you i'm not going to judge you um and you could say as an icebreaker i i just want to say and i'm not assuming anything but i went through a situation where i was in a bad relationship just kind of really be gentle and say that and and say i i I am here for you. You're not alone. It's not your fault. And I just want to say that I came out of a bad relationship. So I'm here for you and let it go at that. And then wait a couple of days, wait a couple of weeks and, and say, and, and, and just say again, I'm here for you. I just, it's going to take a little bit, 
but and let that be okay uh, a person who was going through this is not going to open up right away let that be okay um so i hope i answered some questions and and addressed some issues regarding the workplace and schools and 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 home and because it is indeed all tied together one is not mutually exclusive from the other by any means Everyone, we are sponsored by Jim Supply, a supplier of cleaning goods here in Central Florida, where they've been supplying goods that change lives uh, for over 80 years. We are thankful for their sponsorship that gives us this time to meet and talk with different speakers from around the country, around the world, by the way. And, I, you know, I also want to thank the uh, half a dozen or so people that came on and off the show as we talked this afternoon. Um Hopefully you got something out of that. Several people said they liked the show. Thank you very much. Um, you know, Sabrina, as we kind of conclude our, our show for the day, you know, I always am, I'm thinking uh, about programs that we have here. One of the ones we have here at the Academy is our Rockstar Custodian Program. And, and part of that supervisory part of that is to tell supervisors that have just been custodians for their whole life. And I don't want to mean that uh, derogatory, but, you know, they've never been educated or trained or schooled in how to recognize, how to actually supervise. They've just been able to be a good cleaner. And all of a sudden now they're a supervisor. And I consult with them during those sessions. And I always say, you know, you need to look at the, the outward um, clues, the things to see, and you mentioned a few of those from an abusive side. I'm kind of on that one that I'm always looking for the not so easy to recognize things, which are, you know, the people that won't look you in the eye, the people that turn away from you all the time, the people that look down all the time. See, those are the signs that I like to focus on, but I, I understand both. Um, and I think that's the thing that supervisors in the cleaning industry have never been taught to look at these things. Yes, no, excellent point. And I, I mean, signs of, of someone going through, yes, they would be, a lot of them are quiet, especially if there's behavioral changes or sleep pattern changes or diet changes where someone loses weight or gains weight um, they haven't been sleeping if you ask them about their home life they get very sensitive and very fidgety um, and yes it could be that there's a death in the family that someone is sick in the family but like mm -hmm. i said rep repetition uh, this is indeed a practice you're not going to know everything all at once um, have it in your policies and we 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 have this at oh so safe for the workplace where you have to have it in a policy in black and white that you address home violence seeping in the workplace that workplace violence is related to home violence and that there is not going to be any retaliation that you can contact the supervisor the supervisor is trained on how to handle these situations if schedules have to be switched around 
uh, to know that it's not your fault and that you're not alone and monitor your workers, not, not by privacy where you're infringing upon their privacy, but just really be observing like, wow, uh, Stacy used to be so outgoing and now her clothing has changed. I mean, she was always so fashionable and now she's really hiding a lot or he, for that matter, he was very stylish and now he's changed his clothes and he was so outgoing and now he's gotten so quiet and their work performance has changed. They were on time all the time. They, they were very, uh, they were performing well and now they're not. So have all of these uh, mechanisms where you talk to them and say, is everything okay? Uh, the more we talk about it, the less people will be um, afraid to come out and say, yes, I am dealing with the situation and reassure them that this is going to be confidential, but you're going to make it easy for them to report it and where they're not scared and they're not worried and they don't feel like it's their fault. So there's a lot of components and all of them have to be kind of working together and, and with supervisors, whether it be custodians, whether it be teachers, whether it be engineers or whatever the case may be. Um, I could tell you just from the statistics that I stated, uh, it's there. It's there. <laughs> Violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction is there. So it's better to be preventative, to be proactive versus you don't want a murder to happen in your workplace <laughs> or damages to property. You want to be proactive. That's what we do. That's what we encourage other companies to do. Um, and, and I really thank you for this opportunity to, to talk about this. You know, everyone, while um, Susan, Suzanne was talking here, I was looking at your website um, on the workplace. And it, it, folks, I'll tell you, she's got this outlined very, very nicely on, on her website. Uh, you know, it says on here what the seminars for workplace, uh, you know, talks about facts, statistics, warning signs, definitions, you know. Uh, policies and response mechanisms. You've got on here what harassments are, what are some of the five warning signs, which I really like, and then some of the benefits of actually doing these proactive things. I think that's the hard thing, which is interesting for you. It's, you know, for me, it's I can't get people to come and sit down to take education, but they say, oh, education is so important, but yet they don't have time for it. And I think that's what we're talking here. A lot of people don't take time until it's too late. And part of being proactive is listening to what Suzanne and I are talking about this afternoon and go, or Sabrina, I'm sorry. Sabrina, right. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, got, okay. I, I got somebody else's in my mind. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, but, you know, is is actually listening to the message we're talking about this afternoon because there's always, always somebody that has been through what you're going through about ready to go through or you went through long time ago and having to deal with it now and i think that's why some of us that have a lot of experience uh whether it be as you said certified or or not we can help by listening and there are a lot of avenues out there and i think from a company's viewpoint it's look at what those avenues are before you need that 
that situation. And that was what happened with me and the, the gal a few years ago. I didn't know who to send her to once she opened up. And so it took me some time to react. And I'm, I'm trying to tell you this afternoon, folks, is have something in your pocket where you can go to it. You know, um, Sabrina, yes. why don't we give them some of the information where they can go? Yes. Well, for the workplace, there is the EEOC. That's the uh, Employment Equal Employment Opportunity uh, Commission. So, and that's nationwide. So, anything that has to be reported, anything, any any workplace issues, like if you're dealing with a bully, if you're dealing with a uh, um, a boss, a coworker that is giving you a hard time and uh, sexual harassment, what have you. So that would be a, a very big resource because they're designed to handle these situations and 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 to give you direction and 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 document document what's happening uh, on your phone on um. Uh, I mean, your phone would be the best place because mm-hmm. it's your own personal phone and have it pass-coded, I would say, so that way no one gets to it. But because the more time passes, let's say you have a situation, the more time passes, details will leave your your brain, your psyche, your, your consciousness. So you want to really document as soon as things happen. So that way... Um, you don't forget anything like, wow, this happened by the elevator. This happened, uh, uh, in, in the workplace, uh, uh, parking lot. It was about 8 PM. No, no. I think it was more like 9 PM. So all of these details, um, you want to document as soon as possible. Um, and I, I mean, I could give you all the resources, all of the shelters, depending upon where you live, but I'd also say, as we say, in our TEDx talk, or my TEDx talk, I should say, if you're a victim of home violence, don't leave, stay. And our whole premise is, why should you leave? It's the abuser that has to go. You stay right where you are. Stay right where you are. And it's the abuser that has to leave and and, and go from the premises. And, and uh, so that way, everybody else could stay intact. So and I say that also in the workplace. I say that also in schools. So where you don't need to leave and uproot your life and go and uproot your kids, we're looking to reverse all of that. Um, and, and also to get the laws to really follow what we're doing at Oh So Safe, because I could tell you, um, uh, uh, Dave, the laws really contribute to the violence, uh, and I'm speaking for personal and professional experience. But that's another interview. That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, we could yes, go on we, and on, we, right? we could talk. We could talk for a long time on this, Sabrina. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah. So I hope I provided pertinent, useful. Uh, well, how, did, how, they get, how do they get hold of your stuff? Let's let's give you a plug. Come on. Yes. My uh, website is ososafe.com. That's O-S-S-O-S-A-F-E.com. My direct email is sabrina at ososafe.com. I am on all the social media uh, uh, platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I have a YouTube um, and they could just Google Sabrina Oso. I started this other segment of YouTube called Oso Safe Kids. 
uh, and this is to give kids a voice, especially abused kids, and to give them advice. Um, and and yeah, that would be the best way. Uh, uh, there is a a book now uh, tab on my website. Um, so yeah, uh, that would be the best way. It says right on her website, folks. Feel safe where you live, work, and play. I couldn't agree more. You know, one of the things I did when I came down here to Florida five years ago, I said I needed to decomplicate and de-stress my life. And, uh, you know, we have a choice in our life. We can either keep following along the same path or we can set to change it. We're the only ones that do change it. Other people can influence us. There are people that can help. But ultimately, folks, you're the one that has to make the choice to make the change. And I love what you said, Sabrina. Uh, they move. We don't. We stay, stay steadfast. You know, I always have one question I ask every podcast guest before I let you go. So uh, are you ready to catch the ball? I'm ready. <laughs> what is on your personal bucket list this year? Not business-wise, personal. Um, to really, uh, make a difference in, in kids' lives. Um, now that's business related. Come on, come on. Ah, personal, okay, okay. personal okay. bucket list, not, personal, not business. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Okay. I know, I know uh, that, I know that's still personal, but I, I'm talking about right. you. I mean, something okay. that's on your list that, you know what? I really would like to do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I real with COVID being, uh, with the with the public realm i i used to be a big clubber uh, a big club person i would go to all the clubs and so so they're opening up now so i would say this year i i need to go to a club and really dance dance myself to oblivion <laughs> yeah yep. yeah that's what i haven't heard i've heard a whole bunch of them sabrina <laughs> I, you know what we just started the year so Hey, folks, you know what? If you come on the podcast, you're going to get asked that question. So, you know, for those of that, if you listen to it, you know what's coming up. Now, here's the second part of that question. Uh-huh. Where were you born? I'm proud to say I was born in New York City. Now, folks, you probably are asking, why did I ask those two questions? And there is a really a good reason. You know, life is a journey. It's not where you started. And it's not always where you're going, but knowing where you want to go is half the battle. Because once you decide where you want to go, you're the one that chooses where you want to go, how you want to get there, and what that conclusion is going to be. So folks, stay healthy, positive, and proactive, and follow some of the advice that Sabrina has given you this afternoon. Sabrina, I thank you for being on the show. All my guest speakers are welcome to come back again. If you liked what you heard from Sabrina and I this afternoon, please like and share what we do here on Podbean Live, Beyond Clean With Ace. Our website here is www.academyofcleaning.com. We are the creators of the Rockstar Custodian Program. If you're listening to this uh, recording before April, make sure that you sign up for Pep Talks 2022 for the April conference that we're having be listening to top thought speakers from around the globe talk about their passions and inspirations. Sabrina, thanks for being on the show this afternoon. 
I thank you so much. We greatly appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Keep it healthy, safe, and positive.